0: KXRN, LP. Laguna, Laguna Laguna Beach. Beach. member supported. KXFM on 104.7. KXFMRadio.org. This disclaimer is a statement notifying listening audiences that any opinions expressed on our shows are not representative of Laguna Radio, Inc., its management, or its board of directors. Trees of green, red roses too. I see them. Oh, it's it's me. I'm back again, <laughs> like a bad penny. <laughs> Craig here, Rainbow Radio, KXFM 104.7. Uh, beautiful Saturday morning. Um, about 55 degrees. And as I always say, it's the it's the weather report. So today, it's uh, the high of 62 degrees. Areas of dense morning fog. Some clouds this morning will give way to generally sunny skies and the afternoon high of 62 winds west to northwest five to 10 miles an hour 76 percent humidity so i will look very youthful today with all that humdidity and then as we go through the week it's pretty much the same thing to next friday so that's a week except maybe showers uh, later in the week but uh, partly cloudy and then sunny in the afternoon pretty standard weather for uh, for laguna beach this time of year and it's it's wonderful weather we're not uh, as my friend alex is in chicago where he's uh being a couch potato sent me a picture of him being a couch potato shout out to alex <laughs> i want to thank our sponsor um mike johnson and uh chris tibbett of compass realty for being uh, our supporters i should say that of rainbow radio here in kxfm in laguna beach Thank you. Uh, They do, uh, Compass Realty is a premier, what does that mean, a premier real estate company? Well, they're right up there with the big boys, Coldwell Banker and the rest of them. So um, yeah, Compass Realty is local and um, uh, they're very supportive in their organization. Matter of fact, they earmark a certain amount of their revenue for donations. So, uh, and I know they have donated to a couple of LGBTQ um, organizations. So that's always good. We appreciate that. It all goes to diversity and equality, which you can't argue with that. So I've been told that I digress too much. <laughs> well, well, and to play more music, is that a slap in the face? Oh, my gosh. No, I, I digress because I get off on these tangents that I think they're important that occur to me in the moment. And then I kind of bring it back to home base. When, so I, 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 I can't give it up. I'm sorry, folks. I, I, I will digress as I feel it's appropriate and important. And um, yeah, that's just, just part of me. Um, that way I can cover a lot more things and get a lot more of my personal opinions. Known. <laughs> I, can get, I, I can express more uh, about the LGBTQ community and what's going on. Having said that, let's get into, um, but more music now. Yeah, I do agree. I need to play some more music. So I have music queued up uh, for this hour and we'll get to some more music. But first, but first it's the news. All the news that's fit to be the news on December 4th on this day in history. Yes. uh, In 1970. Whoa, that's a long time ago. That's a couple generations ago. But it was when New York City's first gay community center opened in Greenwich Village. How about that? Now it's pretty much a given any major city in the U.S. There is a LGBTQ community center, which is wonderful. And I, I know the um the one in L.A. is really gone bonkers with its new facility. And it's very, very, very proactive. It's, I think when when COVID came around, it became even more so. So that's great. And then locally, we have the Orange County Center, which is very active. And then we have a, um, we do have a couple pride groups in Laguna Beach, one for uh, Cl- Club Q, which is for seniors. And it's through uh, the Susie Q Senior Center. And then there's Laguna Beach Pride. So all those things contribute to equality and acceptance in 19 uh, back to the news on this i digress <laughs> in 1986 city council of new orleans or new Orleans, as some people say rejects a municipal gay rights ordinance how about that you know new orleans can be pretty liberal and crazy and do all sorts of stuff but oh they can't have a, an ordinance but again 86 got to put a point of reference there and uh, December 6th, moving on to December 6th, and in sixteen forty sixteen, oh 16? my. In 1642, a Massachusetts Bay servant is sentenced to be whipped for the unseemingly practices with another woman, the first documented examples of legal prosecution in North America for same-sex relations between women. Boy, if it had been men, they'd probably put them, hung them in the courtyard, uh, that's, uh, that's one place where I do believe in equality. In 1984, well, I believe in equality given, but you know, I digress. In 1984, Berkeley, California becomes the first uh, city in the U.S. to extend spousal benefits to gay city employees and their uh, living lovers. To qualify applicants must fill out an affidavit of domestic partnership. 84, Berkeley, California. So there, there were, tr- they were trying, you know, Berkeley has quite a legacy of liberalism and crazy zany stuff you know and i love it though um if you're ever in berkeley go up university avenue and there's a little coffee shop on the right side can't remember the name of it but it's it's a world-class experience <laughs> um whoop, I someone is. And then uh, 2012, Supreme Court of Mexico unanimously strikes down a same-sex marriage ban in southern state of Oaxaca, paving the way for same-sex marriages nationally. Uh, You know, why, um, well, Mexico may seem very, uh, uh, well, we all have corruption in government. I guess they go hand in hand, but uh, it seems that there are some major inequities in Mexico. I'm probably being prejudiced. But they're very liberal on so many other uh levels you know so um yeah see i have a guest drop by here on my zoom which i and i have to say i i wasn't gonna i was gonna just kind of let it go but eddie singletary it looks like he's out and about eddie where are you craig i'm broadcasting
1: to you live from puerto vallarta oh my
0: see we're an international radio show how
1: about mexico craig <laughs> I don't. <clears throat> I got up early on a. I would say I got up early on a Saturday to jump on your show, but what I actually did was just. I, I realized it's like noon here. No, it's eleven.
0: Where to Vallarta?
1: I am. A, I'm in Puerto Vallarta. The, the um. Well, you know that it's a. It's a huge destination. Oh, I do. Or um, it's a huge destination for the boys every Thanksgiving. They come down here. They migrate down here.
0: Don't you know? Oh, and you got trapped, and you're still there. I, <laughs> I'm stuck. I'm
1: stuck, Craig. Send a helicopter. I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm fine. No, I'm fine. We got here. We got here the week after. Most of them have gone home, oh. um, but there's there's still some remnants of um, there's still some remnants. You know, we went over to the romantic, the, the district romantica. You know, where they, where you know, where you know the, the majority of the you know the blue chairs and all this stuff is. You know, there's all kinds of you know scandalous things going on. We walked through there, and I'm telling you, Craig, the alleys are alive, alive. Alley, with, um, like with, <laughs> with strapping. Do young tell. men budding with youth and bigger looking for some all kinds of trouble don't you know
0: oh wow <laughs> so if you're looking for trouble go to Puerto Vallarta <laughs> i was there once the plane landed for five minutes they ran through with bug spray <laughs> and then we took off
2: <laughs>
0: is, is that true I don't think they do that anymore but so it's a beautiful it looks like beautiful weather it by the way if you're listening and you want to watch uh, uh what's going on you can go to YouTube. Uh, or not YouTube, but you can go to Facebook uh, Rainbow Radio, and you'll see Eddie there at live uh, <laughs> in Puerto Vallarta. Here,
1: I'll just give you i I'm going to give you a three a 360. So this is the hotel, and here's here's the pool. Oh, look I at hate this. you! I hate you, Eddie. Look at this, <laughs> Craig. It's it's all. Oh, look at Isn't my, it crazy?
0: And it's not packed. It's not overcrowded. No, it's not overcrowded, Craig it's nice right. it's
1: very very nice now if you go to if you go to the one area you know if you, if you go down to the um to the marina or whatever it gets a little it gets a little more crowded down there but um it's beautiful down here i get it why people you know i used to come here a lot um in the 90s yeah um with when i was working at the boom boom room and we would we would gather a group of us and we would come down here and, and raise all kinds of hell
0: and for, for and, the- for the record, Eddie's not a travel agent. He has no interest in promoting Puerto Vallarta. He's just a dear friend, and he's sharing his experience. Okay, I just needed to say that. That's right. Come <laughs> on, right. carry on. I digress. No, but
1: we would come down here, and we would just have a hell of a time. It was super fun, and you know what? It's funny. It's the the gay area down here has really blown up. It's much, like it used to be like a couple resorts, but now it's like a whole section of the of, of the of the um. The District Romantica. It's beautiful. We had a great time. My friend uh, Chris is with me. Um, we just ordered breakfast and we um, we walked down there last night and just kind of like walked around to see what kind of trouble we can get into. But we just mostly just looked around and bought some little tchotchkes, you know. Oh, there's some, some good dance clubs. Oh, Craig, there's Why so many good dance sweating? clubs out here yes it gets very it gets very damp in there it's it very humid down here oh gosh. lots of
0: no, lots of a uh, community radio station you know eddie so
1: oh i've been I, I, like, oh am i out of line already i've only been on for like two uh, you're, minutes you're I'm out of so line.
0: i do have the mute button though. my fingers on the mute button though
1: do you have your, do you have your finger on the, on the mute button in case i get out of control no no worries. um good. no i'll be i'll behave craig you know me uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm worried about.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, it's so I great. Regret. It's so great to see you.
2: It's well, so dude, great what to what see
0: you. a surprise but from Port of my art. I wish more people would dial in from where they are. That would be great. Um, I, you know, now everyone's going to say, well, how do we do that? Well, it's zoom. And I send in every message I send out the zoom link is there. It's the same zoom link as ever been. I never, that's changed.
1: what I did. You know, Craig, I'm so glad you explained that because more people should dial in from all over the world. Just so let, just, I think, it, yeah. I think it's good. You know, all I did, all I did was jump on, I, well, I saw you on Facebook and I was like, oh my gosh, I, I need to jump on the show. So what I did was I went to the, I went to the, my email and I, I just pushed that little tiny URL that you provided for everybody. Yeah. And, and, and kaboom, here I am.
0: All right. <laughs> Yeah, that's would exactly be nice. what I did. It would be nice to, to all across the nation, all around the world. I'd love to. I'd love someone from G- Ghana, which is having so many problems. Uh, yeah. Internationally, it's it's uh, really sad what's going on there. But I wish that with some of those countries that are suffering would would get on there and I could uh, channel some of their energy and their hopes for the future through the world. That would be. Yeah. That would be good. Yeah. That would be really good. We need that. I'm working on it. I do have a person in L.A. that's um, working as a publicist or as a coordinator or a program director, something executive. I don't know. So hopefully we'll get more and more of that to go on. But you look great,
1: Eddie. Got a little sun. And I'm getting a little sunshine. Um, It's 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 funny that, you know, it's still winter. The days are a little bit longer here, but not much longer than they are up up north, um, up in up in California. But it's uh the weather is is perfect. This is the best time of year to come down here. I feel like you know between now and uh, you know probably like March or April, and then it starts getting you know it gets it gets pretty toasty again.
0: So those who haven't taken a trip uh, a trip out of the U.S. What was it, um what was the travel requirements, particularly with COVID or any of that other.
1: So you know, when you come down here, they just wave you in. It's not that big of a deal. You have to like fill out a little questionnaire. But to return to the country, um, we have to go get a PCR test um, right before, uh, forty-eight hours before we take off. Um, okay. So it's a little, it's a little stricter. is a little stricter getting in um, than it is coming down here. Uh, but it's, it wasn't, it wasn't a hassle. It wasn't uh-huh. a hassle at all. Worked out, worked out really Until great. Then,
0: folks, you have no excuse not to go to Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> and it's not it down and take a couple days off. <laughs>
1: Did I interrupt your news segment? What were you, What were you talking about before I jumped on? Oh,
0: I'll finish. Yeah, I was doing on this on this day in history.
1: Oh, on this day in history, I love that segment. You know, I love that you do that in, in your show. I really do. I think it's important. Well, gay thank history. you. I, I think there's, there needs to be more, more talk about gay history.
0: Yeah, well, it it gives us some perspective of the path traveled and and the, maybe the future ahead. So that's the way that's the way I look at it. Anyway, Eddie, hang in there and watch. Part of my If you got to go, uh, you know, jump in the pool. I understand. But I, I'll Would you
1: like me to leave? Am I? No. Are you asking me to leave already? Oh, Something Eddie. I said. <laughs> no, I'm going to eat my breakfast, Craig. I'm going I have this Wavos Rancheros. It's getting cold here
0: oh oh, eat we'll watch you eat and uh we'll read the rest of them <laughs> this day in history yes so i okay. will i will i will be a silent
1: i will listen and, okay. and eat but i will i will meet myself and turn my camera yeah, off so you don't, don't have to,
0: to watch me push <laughs> this chili
1: this chili down my gullet <laughs> <laughs> all right thank craig you. i love you keep up the good work
0: I love you too eddie and we'll hope to hope you have a fabulous holidays and looks like you're well on your way <laughs> thank you thank you my friend take all care right. So Bye. let's see where we, we were on December 6th on this day in history. Uh, and was uh, we hadn't got to we just did Massachusetts, which was pretty progressive. Oh no, we didn't. So we're moving on to I got a little a little out of sync there, as they say. In 1993, the Massachusetts State Senate approves the first state law to protect lesbian and gay public schools. And students, uh, public school students against discrimination, uh, lesbian, I should say, and gay. Uh, yes, all inclusive. In 1994, delegates to the American Medical Association, now that is huge, the AMA, that's the granddaddy of them all. They, they talk about everything from, and particularly now, a medical association uh, with COVID. They're very much involved in many, many, many things. And it, it's an association of physicians, doctors, and professionals. The delegates to the American Medical Association declare their opposition to medical treatments administered to cure lesbians or gay men, urging non-judgmental recognition of sexual orientation. That's 94. And we're just finally getting around to realizing how damaging some of these uh, cures are, or um, uh, what do they call it, uh, where you um, go in to be reprogrammed. How damaging they are. So um that was ninety-four. So the AMA was a little bit ahead uh, quite a bit ahead at the time. Um, I think in ninety-four people still believe that it was can be cured. It's not if if it's a disease, then it's can be cured, but it's really not a disease. It's it's a a um what do you say? I wouldn't say uh it's just what it is. Um yeah. It, it's not uh, it's natural. So In 2003, Houston, Texas City Council member Anise Parker defeats fellow council member Bruce Tatro as Houston's first lesbian city controller. Good on Houston in 2003. In 2004, Louisiana Governor Kathleen Bianco issues an executive order banning sexual orientation discrimination in the public sector. So um, made some progress in Louisiana, which is where you know, Narland's is and and in 2011, Elie, Elio Di Rupo becomes prime minister of Belgium and subsequently the first openly gay male head of government. Wow. Okay, moving on to December 7th on this day in history, in 1970, lesbian painter Romaine Brooks dies in Nice, France, at the age of 96. In 1993, in Texas williamson county commissioners reverse this is this is crap um can i say that i guess i did reverse the previous week's decision to deny apple computer uh, tax breaks for a new facility in the county because of its policy extending benefits to employees of same-sex domestic partners in other words uh apple had applied for some tax breaks which is a lot of developers get them i know this hotel developer I worked for got tax breaks in every city. Built a hotel because they wanted the hotel convention center. So tax breaks are in. Uh, but in this case, in Texas, in Williamson County in '93, they didn't want to allow it because they because Apple had same-sex domestic partner benefits, and they felt that was not something that they wanted to uh, support. It says several of the commissioners, however, continue to express condemnation of the gay lifestyle. So it got turned around and they realized that they needed to give them the tax breaks, even though they gave benefits to same-sex partners, much to the chagrin of the several commissioners. So that's in 93 in Texas. So we'll give Texas a break. You know, Texas is a big state, so it's very diverse, as is California. So. Uh, in 1995, the FDA approves um, Saquinavir, uh, the first powerful new class HIV drugs called protease inhibitors. Soon followed by cousins Ritonavir and Indavel. The drugs are hailed as the most promising development in AIDS history, and yes, it opened a window that many too far too many people didn't get through. Um, I do have some friends. Uh, I mean, I, there's so many sad stories, but this one really, really uh, rocks me back. Um, you know, they're in a relationship. It's a very powerful relationship. They, I've never seen two guys so happy with each other in my life. And uh, they're, they're both HIV. And one of them gets ill just before the new drugs. And the other one is okay. And he lost his partner because the drugs were not quite there soon enough. And he got him. And he's alive today, and he's alive today still wishing that his partner, his love life, everyone that mattered in his world was still with him. And it's a sad story to have missed a window by merely months or weeks, you know. And that happened a lot, unfortunately, and it was a very, very dark time. For you kids out there that don't know what happened, that's what happened. Could you imagine that, falling in love with someone to discover that, They can't be around, and you must ask yourself, why me? Why do I, why am I the fortunate one, you know? Anyway, I, as they say, I digress. In 1999, Orange County, Orange County is in the news. Orange County, California School Board votes unanimously to reject the formation of a gay-straight alliance in El Modena High School. How about that? How narrow-minded is that? In our own in our own county, as I sit here, they rejected the formation of a gay straight alliance. Why, I wonder? What were their arguments? Oh, in 2006, the Canadian House of Commons defeats the motion to put forward by a motion put forward by the conservative minority government to revisit the issue of same-sex marriage in Canada. After the motion fails, Prime Minister uh, Stephen. Harper tells reporters, I don't see reopening this question in the future. So um, they wanted to get rid of it, and they, they didn't. <laughs> so that's one for us, one for the team. <clears throat> and, and moving on to December 8th. In 1981, New York City Gay Men's Chorus. Now, who of us has not been to one of the performance of some Gay Men's Chorus? I've I've heard them in L.A. and uh, Orange County, Portland, Oregon. Um, I don't know what other, maybe San Diego. I don't know. I'm so confused. But I I so the gay man the first Gay Men's Chorus. Uh, the first openly gay musical group to play at Carnegie Hall with their Christmas concert in 1981. How about that? <laughs> oh, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish I should be in the in the chorus. Yeah, man. In 1987 in the United Kingdom, Conservative MP David Wilshire introduces Clause 28 as an amendment to the local government bill. The proposed amendment makes it illegal for local authorities to promote homosexuality or to promote the teaching of any maintain, in any maintained school of the acceptability of homosexuality. Shame on you, David Wilshire. 1987. I don't know. That's too recent a history. <laughs> oh, my. And our last, oh, no, we have two more days on this day in history. So moving on to December 9th which is coming up. Gosh, can you believe how many shopping days left till Christmas?
2: Mm.
0: You know, <laughs> got to get on that. Got to get out in Laguna Beach and find something unique, artistic that you can't find anywhere else in the world for as a Christmas gift here in Laguna Beach. It is a unique shopping experience and unique gifts for special people. That's my, that's my word for today. So, even if it's a $5 trinket that says, hi, I'm from Laguna Beach, or or a little artistic piece that's being sold in one of the little shops around Laguna, uh, this is the place to do it. it. And send your love around the world, by the way. So moving on to December 9th, on this day in history, in 1974, Minnesota State Senator Alan Spear becomes the first openly gay male office holder to publicly come out of the closet Oh, I love it. Out of the closet. Burn the closet down. 74. In 75, the Washington Star begins a series on homosexuality, Brian. <laughs> In American sports, inspired Washington Redskins linebacker David Copay agrees to come out to the series. Author, Lynn Rossellini. So I I remember uh, the Copay controversy. I'm dating myself. Oh my goodness. In 1999, in light of the passage of Amendment 2, the Hawaii Supreme Court rules that Bayer versus uh, Mikey that is no longer unconstitutional for the state not to issue marriage licenses to same sex couples. And now that is a double negative, isn't it? That is no longer unconstitutional for the state not to issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples. So apparently they made it, and wow, I have to wrap my brain around that one. Things have changed since 1999 in Hawaii. And since the, on a federal level, marriage has uh, been deemed to be a um, a human right and, a, and an equal rights and, and, uh, and acceptable under the, protected under the constitution. So we appreciate that. In 2004, the Supreme Court of Canada rules in its reference on same-sex marriage that altering the legal definition of marriage to include same-sex couples is within the jurisdiction of Parliament of Canada. Prime Minister Paul Martin indicates that his government will introduce such a bill early in the new year. So uh, they added it. Um, That was their answer to adding same-sex marriage. Good on Canada in 2005 the first five the first department of the appellate division overrules in an on an order from judge doris ling cohan in february 2005 to allow gay marriages in new york city new york city that's uh, i've heard about that place it's um something it's, it's east of here <laughs> cuz i am I'm, I'm very prejudiced i i honestly uh, Laguna Beach is the center of the universe, if you didn't know. Put that in your pipe and smoke at Elon Musk. <laughs> he probably would. Oh, my. But I digress. In December 10th in LGBTQ history, uh, in 1924, Henry Gerber, a German, this is, now remember, you to keep this in reference, 24, okay? Henry Gerber, a German-born immigrant, receives a charter from the state of Illinois for a nonprofit corporation in Chicago named the Society for Human Rights. It becomes the earliest documented gay rights organization in the United States, 1924, folks. Uh, though the organization was intended to be an American equivalent of contemporary German LGBTQ emancipation groups, Gerber is arrested soon after and the society falls apart. Oh, thank goodness that he got arrested and they tore the society. Oh, well. I mean, Henry, good on you in <laughs> 1924. Uh, very, very way, way, way ahead of his time. Well, pushing time forward, let's say that. Um, And sadly, sadly, it um, got arrested for doing that, for creating, for following the rules, you get arrested. In uh, in 1982, panic over the nation's blood supply sets in after a baby in California becomes sick following blood blood transfusions. The donors later discovered to have AIDS. I remember those times. In 1989, more than 5,000 activists show up in front of New York St. Patrick's Cathedral to protest the Catholic Church's policies on homosexuality and AIDS. 5,000 is quite a few people in front of, in front of uh, a church, right? St. Patrick's Cathedral mm. went down in history. In 1990, Colorado Governor uh, Roy Romer, Issues an executive order prohibiting sexual orientation discrimination in the public sector. Good on you, Roy, in Colorado. I find Colorado is uh, it's uh, a, <laughs> a state of extremes and some contradiction, but uh, I love it. it. It all gets sorted out in the, at the end of the day. In 2005, in Houston, Texas, businesswoman Sue Lovell wins an at-large vacancy On the city council, joining another city uh, controller, Anise Parker, as the first two openly gay persons to be elected to office in the city of Houston. We've come a long way, baby. (laughs) Anyway, this is Craig Rainbow Radio KXFM. We're going to have a music break, and I will be back with a little more news a little later in the program. Thanks for tuning in. We're glad you're here. Uh, Enjoy the music.
3: We'll be passing by And they'll be wasting inside, Just waiting for no And while they're chasing dogs, We'll be dancing in the dust Cause we're coming through
2: mm No.
4: You'll come apart in your And then tomorrow I'll come for your
0: our music break here on kxfm 104.7 craig rainbow radio you know um i was thinking as i often do scary i know (laughs) um this time of year is can be a joyous one and it can be a difficult one and it can be i suppose on some levels just a non-issue but i i have to say from world from my own experience that uh, consider this: Every year, we sit around for a month. Well, don't sit around, but we go on for a whole month. We play all these old songs. That music, as as anyone must admit, brings on a lot of feelings. From the first time you had a dance, you danced on the dance floor. You remember the song, or the first relationship you're in. That song was your was your theme song, or whatever. And so, music conjures up all sorts of things. So, for a whole month, we play music that we've heard all our lives, and every Christmas, every holiday, every season that's gone by, all the good and the bad is washed up together in one song, and it can be very difficult because I think uh, these sometimes these memories are painful, and then also there's other times where those memories conjure times that were really lots to do with family and things that maybe are no longer with us, you know? So it can be a very difficult time is, is what I'm saying. And um, also then get everyone together and talk politics. You know, I, when it's January and uh, Christmas, and I should say my birthday's rolled in there somewhere, I won't say when, but, and New Year's, and when it's all behind me, I, I, I do feel a sense of relief. Oh, I made it through it, you know. I mean, I don't dismiss that there are parts of it that I dearly love and I'm so grateful for, but at the, but come January, I'm ready for, um, get to get back to routine. So with that idea that it can be difficult, it's also can be very, oh, very difficult for some people where it's, they're not happy and maybe they think bad thoughts and, and uh, are a bit despondent. So that rolls is my segue into this next uh, news article. It's called the family acceptance project launches an online resource to help LGBTQ youth. I don't know how many times people, when families get together, there's a coming out and they're, and then they're kicked out. The coming out promotes a kicked out. And often it's the holiday season that is that's during, you know, so, let me read you what uh, this uh, Family Acceptance Project, uh, their mantra is building healthy futures for youth. How honorable is that? As the COVID-19 uh, pandemic stretches into another year, the toll on children, youth, and families has escalated. Last month, leading national uh, child and adolescent medical groups de- designated a national emergency For children and adolescents' mental health in response to the soaring rates of mental health challenges that disproportionately impact communities of color and call for trauma-informed services to reduce the risk and support family resilience. The impact on LGBTQ youth or young people has been significant. Research over the period of years has documented high levels of risk for suicide, substance abuse, depression, and homelessness for the LGBTQ youth related to social stigma. All because of social stigma. Think about that. Before the pandemic, LGBTQ youth were four to six times more likely to attempt suicide compared with non-LGBTQ peers. During the pandemic, stress, attempted suicide, and emergency department visits have ballooned for children and youth overall. A particular concern is the lack of services for families with LGBTQ children and has been an ongoing problem and is a major gap in prevention and the care of, of diverse LGBTQ children, youth and families nationwide. This has become more urgent given the early ages when children and adolescents self-identify as LGBTQ today. Increasingly, in childhood and preteen years, as a result of widespread access to information and positive images of the LGBTQ lives. Um, <laughs> inconceivable, that were inconceivable earlier generations of LGBTQ people came out as adults and often led closeted lives. The Family Acceptance Project, now, this is what I'm, I'm touting about here. Uh, Work provides crucial or critical information to help parents and caregivers to learn to support their LGBTQ children and to help youth and families find access to urgently needed resources. Dr. Christine Montier, Chief Medical Officer for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, said their research has shown that when adults learn and demonstrate their specific behaviors in the home and the community, LGBTQ youth. Not only feel more connected, but their health out their health outcomes, including suicide risk, can be improved. A critical component of FAP's work is providing evidence-based guidance to decrease family rejection and increase acceptance in ways that are culturally and linguistically relevant. So, you can find uh, it does not give me a. Uh, website, but it's called Family Acceptance Project. And you can find it online, the Family Acceptance Pro- Project. It might be a good resource for a lot of families this time of year. And I will say that uh, I, I do and in, in my program get occasionally get phone calls or messages from Individuals that are struggling, and uh, I will also mention that the Trevor Project is one of those uh, resources, as is the Family Acceptance Project. Just think Family Acceptance Project. You can't Google it and and find their resources online. It's a national organization. Or uh, there's the Trevor Project, which is about uh, young, teen, LGBTQ suicide. And their, their number, their toll-free number, <laughs> 866-488-7386, 866-488-7386. So that's my message about Christmas. Sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes we wish we had some more love. So with that, I'm going to play a song called O Solo Mio, My Love and uh it's by three young men who were discovered sort of and um well it's just it's a classic it's not a christmas song or anything but it's just a classic and uh i think it's a very cool one and that's not it (laughs) here we go el solo mio.
3: sole aria serena con una tempesta e l'aria fresca aria cheana festa. Che...
0: That's Il Volo, and if you haven't, um, there are three young gentlemen that were put together in a talent, uh, show, and I think it was, uh, I think it was in the UK, but they're Italian. They spoke very little English, and, um, anyway, they've uh, been quite successful. I saw them perform, uh, in LA, actually in Studio City at, um, that theme park that's in studios, which eludes me. Anyway, they're, they're great. They're they uh When, when they first started, they were like 16, 17 and 18. And now they're like 23, 24, 25. And uh, their talent is just uh, is so wonderful. And it's so they're so engaging. You, you got to watch it. If you haven't seen it anyway, that's Il Volo. Um, so, uh, but That was uh, El Solomino, my love. So I was trying to promote love there. Now we're going to move on. I have two news items that I want to, I really would like to touch on today. uh, Because, and then I do have, for next week, I have 12 milestones that we're thankful for this year. So that will be something we'll look at next week. 12 milestones in the LGBT, where could they be? (laughs) Anyway, and who decides? I don't know, but the article looks very interesting. So Russia, Russia investigates a complaint against Netflix, really, over LGBTQ content. Oh, my goodness. You know, um, I wish they would get over this in Russia. It's a big country, and uh, it I feel um, the harassment and the beatings and all that other stuff and illegally, I don't know, and the censorship is would be nice if it all went away and here's on censor- censorship Russia is investigating a complaint against Netflix after the public commissioner for protecting families accused of streaming com- uh, of streaming com- company a violating <laughs> a viol- the streaming company Netflix of violating Russian law on gay propaganda uh, the Video Mosti Daily reported the Commissioner Olga Berontas complained to her Interior Ministry that Netflix has in breach of its 2013 law that bans disseminating propaganda on, nas- on non-traditional sexual relations among Russians under the age of 18 when broadcasting LGBTQ-themed uh, series with a 16-plus label. Her appeal is being considered by the Moscow Department of the Interior Ministry. Vidomosti cited a source as saying in a report published late on Wednesday, Netflix declined to comment the U.S. company would face a fine up to 1 million rubles or $13,400 or a temporary suspension of its service if it found to have violated the law. Vidomosti said Russia's legislation has been has been condemned by rights groups. In 2017, the European Court of Human Rights ruled that Russia gay propaganda law breached European treaty rules, violated the right of freedom of expression, and discriminated against LGBT people. people LGBT people. A ruling Moscow called unjust. So there you have it. Netflix is too controversial with... It. You know, imagine showing a a gay relationship and being considered propaganda. Mm. And now in Seattle, here's some good news. A Seattle man became a lifeline for persecuted LGBT people in other countries. It's an interesting story. Um, Michael Fiala doesn't get much sleep. In the dead of night, the Seattle resident gets panicked calls and messages from members of the LGBTQ community in the Middle East, mostly gay men thousands of miles away. Terrified for their lives, they reach out to Fila uh, in their darkest moments, sometimes when they're cont- contemplating suicide. At times, the callers can uh, uh, just want reassurance and a shoulder to cry on. He listens and comforts them as his best he can from the other side of the world. His phone is always on. On other days, the callers want to help, want help fleeing their country and seeking refuge elsewhere. With a network of friends and human rights organizations in different continents, Viala jumps into action. He works to get these people to safety on his own dime while they seek asylum in western country in a western country. He also helps them through the long arduous UN refugee immigration process which can take years. The retired chiropractor's, chiropractor's compassion for refugee, refugees dates to his time as a young man in Detroit, where his closet of friends were refugees from Hungary. After he moved to Seattle, he began helping refugees settle there. I, I would love for him to call in, Michael. Michael Fiala, F A I L L A. I hope I'm saying that right. Boy, have him on the show. We had Eddie. We can have all kinds of celebrities, you know, (laughs) it's, it's all good news. I hate to say it, but that's the end of KXFM 104.7 rainbow radio this week. It's been a lovely Saturday morning. I hope you enjoyed the show. I'll be back next week. I'm going to get the word out there about the. um, uh, Zoom login. So everyone who wants to zoom in and leave a comment or say a few words can share them on KXFM radio. That would be lovely. Uh, Again, thanks, Eddie, for tuning in. And thanks to all my friends out there, Lynn, Joey, uh, Alex, uh, and Brian. God loves you, you know, (laughs) and the many, many others out there. Thanks again for listening to KXFM 104.7 Craig on Rainbow Radio.